0: You're listening to Create Wealth Through Franchising, and I'm your host, Kim Daly. In my 20 years as a franchise consultant, I've helped hundreds of people achieve their dreams of building and scaling franchise businesses to create wealth. The interview you're about to hear can also be found on my YouTube channel, where I post new franchising content multiple times per week. Please take a moment to subscribe to the podcast and to my YouTube channel at kimdaily.tv. Now, enjoy the show. Welcome back to the Daily Coach YouTube channel. Today, I have a longtime friend, a mentor, a competitor but most importantly, a friend. Joining the Daily Coach YouTube channel today is one of the top consultants in the United States. I would say the top, the very first, the original. There's no one like Mr. Rick Bizio. Rick, welcome to the Daily Coach YouTube channel.
1: Thank you so much, Kim. I don't know about all those accolades, but... um you're phenomenal. So appreciate it. Don't
0: be shy. (laughs) Okay, guys. So let's, before we dive into this conversation with Rick, let's, let's take you back to 19 years ago when Kim Daly was just a very young consultant, only 29 years old. And what the heck does anybody know when they're 29 years old? (laughs) Right. So I used to go to these meetings at Franchise, trying to learn how to be a consultant and Rick was already the consultant and i would listen to him talk and i would be most of the time i'd sit there in awe and i'd write things down every now and again thinking what does he mean when he says that <laughs> what does he mean that was like the that was like the number one question i would walk away from a convention what does he mean when he says that and then I would go home and something would happen in my business. And then I would be like, oh,
1: my gosh, wow. that's
0: what he meant. And little by little, all, all the little golden nuggets that I picked up from Rick Vizio along the way helped me turn my business around and also to become a top producer in franchise consulting. So ultimately, I owe my success to you, Rick Vizio.
1: Oh, yeah. You owe your success for, to hard work is what you owe it. To. So I appreciate it. but. Um you know, in the end of the day, it's all about sharing. It really is. And we all want the same thing. And, you know, that's to be able to provide a genuine service that honestly helps people make the right decision, which is sometimes not to do anything, right?
0: You know, as I'm as I'm talking, this is like the best validation video I've ever made because we spend, as consultants, we spend so much time talking about the value of talking to other franchisees. And I am validating to my audience the value of not just talking to a fellow franchisee, but really learning, studying, trying to figure out what does this guy do? What does he know that I don't yet know? And then I figured it out, and now we meet each other at the top, so it's pretty amazing. Tell us a little bit about your background, because you had a very different background coming to consulting than Kim Daly did.
1: Um, I got my started in franchising in 1993, 94. Um, I was hired out of graduate school um, to be the director of international franchise development for Popeye's Chicken and Biscuits, and Church's Chicken, and Seattle's Best Coffee, and Cinnabon. So in the 1990s, I put those brands in about 30 countries. I tried to put them in about 60 countries, um, spent a lot of time on the road. And I would tell you that that was probably the thing that was the most important to me in my entire history is that I was surrounded by really, really seasoned individuals. Um, Ken Kaplan, the assistant corporate counsel, um, you know, Charlie Weeks, Bill Van Epp, Sharon Snyder. There was a whole group of people there. That were really, really seasoned. They had decades of experience. And they taught me. They taught me because I would be gone the other side of the globe and I needed to know what to do. And they spent so much time teaching me about franchising. And I I will have that debt, you know, you talk about debt of gratitude. I have that debt of gratitude, and it will I'll take that to my grave.
0: You know, Stan Friedman interviewed me on his podcast and he said, How did franchising find you? And I'm like, question, right? Because nobody wakes up and says, Oh, yeah, I'm gonna, you know, get into franchising. It's it's it is the right question. This industry sucks us in. And then you see that we grow up and we learn about it from each other and that i think is why we all love it and it's this place where people are helping people they genuinely love each other i mean we love each other we we love to compete to see who's going to be number 1 but at the end of the day we're laughing because we're all helping so many people change their lives that that's the real win you know and so there's absolutely not a competitive bone like between us even though we're both pretty competitive people right
1: but let me, let me expand that thought just for a moment because you know when you think about what we do right we have a a natural competitiveness but we spend a lot of time supporting each other right and and teaching each other and uh, providing guidance and best practices and and holding each other accountable we do a lot of that that is something that is i think a fundamental advantage of franchising in general having owned a non-franchise business we've got to figure it all out yourself and nobody wants to help you the only people that know what you're doing are your competitors and they don't want to talk to you right and then you get into a franchise. In a good franchise system, the franchise sort of teaches you stuff at the beginning. But how do you continue to evolve long-term? It's by talking to other franchisees. So the community that you're talking about that exists within our organization is the same community that a person should be looking for in a franchise. It's that camaraderie where everybody wants to be number one, but at the same time, everybody wants everyone to be successful because it's in everyone's best interest.
0: What's the best thing that franchising has taught you?
1: We're stronger together. Oh, I love that. I mean, we really are. I mean, if you think about what franchising does, right? Franchising takes individual business owners and gives them the power of of a large collective, like a a Mm -hmm. chain-based business, right? So it's possible to be independent and an independent business owner, an independent person while being under a larger umbrella, and that larger umbrella can provide real advantages. And so we are stronger together.
0: And never was it more apparent or important, I think, than in 2020. We saw many mom and pop businesses, you know, kind of get into the fetal position, rightfully so, and really couldn't figure out how to reopen safely or even afford to reopen. But very few, if any, of the franchisors that we represent, that we work with, didn't figure out how to adapt and even thrive. We had so many and I've had so many of those franchisors on this channel already sharing their amazing, you know, logic defying stories of adaptation and not just survival, but thrival during 2020. And um, and that's what you're saying. I mean, and and it was so apparent, right, Rick?
1: Yeah, absolutely. As a matter of fact, if you look at the statistics, you can get out from, uh, you know, Data provides great statistics on what's happening. And in 2020, we have, you know, we always, a lot of people say franchising industry. Just to be clear, franchising is not an industry, all right? Franchising is a business methodology, and it exists across 80 different industries. And that's important when you think about COVID, because things like restaurants, uh, hotels, um, personal service, haircuts, and stuff like that, they had to survive, they had a survival issue, right? And they had a, a real problem. And a lot of them did a great job to survive. But then there's the opposite side, the industries like the home service industries. They had over 8% growth last year. It was one of the best years in their history last year. And that's what a lot of people, they say, how did the franchising industry do during COVID? Well, it's not an industry. It's, the, it's different industries did differently and franchising provided In the case of hotels and stuff, you know, and restaurants and and personal services, infrastructure to allow you to survive better than an independent. But when it comes to the home service business, it's and this year, home service is supposed to be about three and a half percent growth again this year. It's just it's really great.
0: Yeah. And there are other industries. I had Meg Roberts on from the Lash Lounge yeah. talking about year over yeah. year and Heather McPherson from Decalash, yeah. you know, and talking about the rebound of the spa, the spa effect. As, as Heather said, because we all us women were masks to hear, our eyes became more important. I was like, I never thought of it like that. The way she said it was so much better, of course. But yeah. anyway, you that know, was really people, fun. I have people who are
1: franchisees in that sector that I spoke to in the last couple of weeks. They have so much demand now. They can't keep up with it. Their problem is no longer demand right now. It's employees hiring, awesome.
0: I mean, yeah, training them because they've got more
1: demand than they can deal with right now in the lash industry. It's really pretty amazing.
0: So, and it's like a little bit defy, you know, it defies a little bit of logic because I think a lot of candidates coming to us wouldn't expect, they would think, oh, some of those want-based things in a, you know, slightly down economy, are people really going to be spending money? And that's why I'm like, you got to stay open. You got to go on the blind date. You can't say no. You got to open your mind and just see what the reality is before you start to believe your own assumptions. So really, really, really great answer. I love that answer. Okay. So... um. What do you like most about franchise consulting?
1: Well, that's an interesting question. It has to go back to who you at your core want to be. And, you know, I've spent probably a decade trying to figure out who is Rick Vizio and what does Rick Vizio stand for? Oh, oh, oh,
0: I know who he is. I know who
1: he is. I'll answer that question. Who is Rick Vizio? Well, you, you answer it. What do you think it is?
0: Rick Vizio is an amazing influencer. He uses logic and emotion to help people change their lives. It always inspires me because you're so different in your approach, but yet we can both do what we do at a high level.
1: What I love about that answer is that it's really close to my actual personal vision statement. And what that means is that somehow it's... It's You're projecting. And so my yes. vision statement is: through humble strength, empower others to become more than they dreamed possible. Try that with my kids, right? You can try it in your community through the you know through the, uh, the volunteerism. You can do it through you know people who are other consultants. But you could. But what do I love about franchise consulting? I get to do that. I get to do that, and that is you know, one day we're going to leave this world. And what do we leave behind? We leave behind the things we've done. And that's what I want people to remember me for. So the fact you actually came out with that is pretty cool. Hey,
0: Daily Coach fans, if you're inspired by this conversation, I invite you to email me right now to explore this franchise opportunity. My email is inquire at kimdaily.tv. I spend a lot of time on this channel talking about the value in franchising is not in the widget or the brand name or the thing that you think your community needs, like a UPS store. It's in finding a partnership. It's in finding people that you can leverage what they know, but that you believe in their leadership and you respect the culture that they're building. And you're kind of saying, hey, 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 pick me to take your brand and go be the brand ambassador in my backyard. Okay, so that's the setup. So, from your consulting angle, why is buying leadership more important than buying the widget or the widget that's your hobby or your passion?
1: Well, first of all, if if, if you buy into a business that is your hobby or your passion, kiss your hobby or passion, goodbye. It will. I love the gym business. That is so yeah. true. <laughs> no, it's absolutely true. Because if you think about just and think about that for a moment. So, if your hobby is making chocolate or riding bicycles or whatever it happens to be, right? Playing golf. And if you do that all day every day, when you're done with your work, are you going to do more of it because it's your hobby? The answer is no. We do our hobby to get away from those things. So, so the the first thing is when you think about is that with hobbies and passions is really what you want is a business that gives you the ability to continue to pursue your hobbies and passions when you're not working. Right. But as far as leadership, leadership's critically important. And that's not just with franchising, that's with everything in life. Um, You know, if you're going to make an investment in a company, you look at the leadership because the leadership is, it's kind of like saying, Hey, it's a really good boat, but the captain doesn't know what they're doing. So they're going to run it aground. Makes no sense, right?
0: Oh, I love this guy, you guys. I would never have come up with that analogy, but I might have to steal I just it. Just <laughs> made it up,
1: so you're welcome to steal it. But if you think it's true, I mean, you know, you got this this boat, and you know, a small boat can weather a storm really well if it has a great captain, right? But a big boat with a captain who doesn't know what they're doing is going to end up running aground, or sinking, or having all kinds of problems. So they're not going to maintain their engines properly. You know, there's all kinds of things that can go wrong. And businesses are like that. We have lots of examples of large organizations that are successful organizations that have good widgets, um, like Quiznos, for example, right? Great sandwich. I love it. As an organization, horrible leadership. It's not working. Everybody's bailing, right? Everybody's getting in their lifeboats and they're swimming away, away from the boat. And so it's a real problem uh, when you have bad leadership. So leadership um, is critical. Without that, you have really nothing.
0: Yeah. Ultimately, the widget's only as good as the people behind the widget, because over time, the widget has to adapt and change. And if the leadership isn't there to make those adaptations and changes, then what do you have? An obsolete business. I I
1: mean, I'm not at franchise because of the leadership. I'm here because of leadership. I mean, we are so blessed. Exactly.
0: What advice would you give a candidate who aspires to be a top performer in their franchise?
1: You've got to be willing to work harder than most people. I mean, you've got to be able to put the hours in. You've got to work. You know, at the beginning, you don't know what you're doing. I didn't my first year and a half doing this. I had no clue. And then what happens is over time, you learn. And this is as a franchisee, whatever it is, you're not going to know what you're doing at the beginning. You're not going to do it very well. You're not going to be very efficient at it. But what happens is, at least in my case, because I like numbers, right? You start looking at what your performance measures are. And you start to say, okay, my performance measures are here. Everybody else is here. What do I need to do to get better? So you just keep asking questions. Like you said, you take notes. You keep listening to people. You keep watching people. You keep trying to get better. And you put the time in and the effort in. And somebody once said you need 10,000 hours of doing something before you become proficient at it. I don't know if 10,000 hours. I don't even know how long that is. It seems like a lot. But, But the fact is you get better over time. And if you don't put the time and effort in and if you're not self-reflective and if you don't always ask yourself what could i have done differently i mean that's the most powerful question in, in in all of business you know when something goes wrong in a business it's the tendency is to say ah it was COVID," or uh ah, it was the economy oh ah, it was something else it's the tendency is to blame right Ah, oh, my employees should... i'm gonna fire them they didn't know what they were doing but the reality is You can never blame somebody else as a business owner. You always have to blame yourself. And once you blame yourself, now you have the opportunity to learn. Before that, you can't learn. But as soon as you blame yourself, now you can learn and you can evolve and you can say, and you have a chance to take the lesson and you have a chance to get better. We never improve by doing things right. I don't know if you've ever thought about that before. This is with sports. It's with everything else. If you do something correctly, what are you going to do next time? The same thing over and over and over. You're stuck, right? But if you do something and it doesn't work out, then you get an opportunity and the opportunity is to learn and to question and to grow. So um, as a new business owner, what do I say is work hard, make mistakes, ask yourself what happened, learn and grow, get better at it, become, become the best. Just don't, don't, allow it, don't allow any other outcome.
0: I have entire videos that reflect what Rick just said about always looking internally, not externally to you, right? It's very common in franchising that. And it's like the myths of franchising that it's somebody else's responsibility for to make you successful. But what's funny is when people are successful, they want to fully own it. It's only when it's not working that they don't want to own it. And I'm like, that's you know, I'm over here being like, hey, hey, guys. it's like that, does, that, that doesn't really work, you know? So
1: it should really be the opposite. If it's not working, you should take ownership because that's the opportunity to learn. If it is working, give it to somebody else. Give somebody else credit because you're not going to learn from that.
0: And that's when you become a top performer. When you become fully accountable to you and you learn how to control what you can control and let the the rest go, that's when you become a top performer and that's why you're the man. Hey guys, this is just a little preview of the relationship, the camaraderie, the inspiration, the life-changing effect that franchising can have on lives, both Rick and myself. And if you are ready to take that leap, if you are looking for that kind of inspiration in your life, myself or Rick Bizio, we would love to be your coach. And you know what? On that note, I forgot to ask Rick, Rick has one of the, the best books um, on all things franchising. Rick, tell, tell the audience a little bit about your book and how to find your book. And we'll also put it in the show notes, but. Sure, sure.
1: Um, the book is The Educated Franchisee. Oh, uh, and, um, it's in its third edition. It was first published in 2008 and it was published again in 2011. Its third edition came out in 2017. Um, I don't know how many tens of thousands of books we sold, but it's been a lot. It's been one of the best selling books on franchising for many years. And um, uh, and it's really designed to be a balance. It's you know, there's some books that talk about how great franchising is and how you become a millionaire and just be like me. And um, it's not that. All right. And there's others that are written by lawyers who say, if you get into franchising, they're going to steal all your money. and You need me to protect you. And it's not that either. okay. It's really designed to be really kind of an honest partake of, you know, what does it take and how do you analyze it and how do you go through the process and how do you determine for yourself in a core level, whether or not it's the right path for you. So
0: thank you so much for your time and joining the show, Rick Visio. You are an inspiration to me and I now know to all of my followers and listeners. If you found this inspiring, please contact me at inquire at kimdaily.tv. My consulting services are totally free to you. Again, that email is inquire at kimdaily.tv. I can't wait to hear from you.